Welcome to the NH Parents Podcast. Uh, we're talking about faith and hard questions. This is episode two or month two. So over these three months, we're taking a look at um, our children's faith and how we can take an active role in its development. Um, we want to be kind of in this podcast explaining what we're up to, but also encouraging you. Mm. Uh, my name's Leroy, and in addition to doing the kids programming at New Hope from ages zero to fifth grade, um, my family is also avid theater people. We are involved in a local the Christian theater company. And then we also have... Yeah, I'm Nathan. I'm the pastor of student community here at New Hope, so I work with the 6th through 12th graders. Uh, I don't have a full family at this point. It's just me and my wife, uh, which I guess is a family. But uh, It counts. Yeah, I'll count it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, outside of church world and serving here, uh, we like to rock climb quite a bit. Right. Um, yeah, which luckily gyms just reopened so very excited about yeah, that yeah uh, and with us this month uh, we have our guest Denise Douglas uh, Denise is coming over from Mount Scott Church of God where she served for 20 years and was the lead pastor there um, and did lots of awesome work and we're very excited to have you and get to know you better I know Thanks. I am I'm sure the families are as well uh, and we'd just love to, to hear about who your family is uh, and maybe something that your family has done, put value on outside okay. of church. Okay. Yeah. So as Nathan said, I'm Denise Douglas. I'm delighted to be here and uh, working with Nathan and Leroy this morning is really fun. Uh, my family, I'm married to Fred Douglas. We, next month, will celebrate 28 years of marriage. Awesome. We have two sons. Uh, they're 23 and 25, Eric and Brian. They, uh, Brian is an ER nurse at Providence, and Eric works uh, designing and selling product for operating rooms. So both of them are in the medical field wow. and in Very hospitals important. constantly. So what do we love doing outside of... I don't know. Church and work seem to take a lot of time, but we are big football fans. Uh, our oldest played football, high school and college. Uh, our youngest son played basketball, so big sports family, I guess you'd say. We love games. Uh, Fred and I post children. <laughs> we almost every single night will take 30 minutes and play some game together. It's oh, cool. our touch point. It's, uh, you know, right now it's the game 13 card game, and okay. it's... Yeah, we like that rhythm. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into some of our questions. And these are the questions that um, hopefully you got in an email from us. If you don't, you, um, we want to get you on that email list. But also uh, you can find um, on the website. Um, we're starting off with where we place value. Some of the things that we spend the most time on. Um, you know, I think we mentioned kind of what ours um, are. But then how do you make God the most important thing? Mm. So what, what are... Uh, we're always going to have competing values in our life, but how do we um, make God the most important thing? Um, do you want to take a swing? Uh, sure. <laughs> I I think for decades in my life, uh, really since I was a small child, uh, God has, I don't have to make God a value. God, you know, mm -hmm. God is a value, I think, and I'm not trying to make points by the <laughs> quoting the, the mission statement you guys have, follow Jesus 
and share his love. But those are two, of, I would say those are my greatest values mm-hmm. to love Jesus and what is, sorry, follow Jesus and share, <laughs> share his, his love. love. Yeah. That says it mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I, and I think, I think for me, um, yeah, we, you know, working in the church, it's really easy for us to say that this is important because mm-hmm. my work, if I work a lot, it's because Jesus is important, right? That's not always the way it comes across, mm-hmm. but it's, it's maybe adding more context in the day to day. Um, I know that for our family, it's making sure that when, um, you know, when good things happen, when, uh, when we're struggling, that we immediately try to turn that back to God. I think that's, that's something that we're actively trying to do and, Mm -hmm. and sometimes doing well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, just that, that context, we want to be, um, we want to God. We know we want to God to be the most important thing, but how does that look? And that I think that brings us to maybe our our our, our next question, which is: um, Do you have any family rhythms that you feel are developing or developed your kids' faith? Sure. I think uh, looking back through the years, uh, personally, I have a value of being in the Word and solitude mm-hmm. and just time with Jesus every. Every morning. I'm a morning person. I'm wired that way. My mm-hmm. kind of my favorite sleep schedule is 930 to 530 and 530. I can't wait, honestly, to get up. Mm-hmm. Just have solitude, coffee, Jesus, three of my favorite things. And that's been a rhythm always. And so mm-hmm. when my kids would wake up in the morning, they would come and find me with my Bible, you know, my coffee, wow. and yeah. they would just cuddle and and know that that's what I was doing. Mm. My 25-year-old call and say, Mom, I'm just like you. I, I get up every morning at 5.30 and, and read and have my coffee. So that was a, a personal rhythm. You know, Fred's wired differently, and I think that's so important to give each other freedom to be wired differently. We don't have to do Jesus the same way. We don't have to walk mm. the same path. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. He's not a morning person. He'll, uh, late at night, the rhythm has been as after everybody's in bed, he'll stick on his, you know, his earphones and just crank up the worship music and he will walk the house and he will pray for the family. That was his pattern mm. and, and worship. So that's really cool. So those are some personal rhythms that we had uh, as a family. You know, of course, Sunday was our, our church. Mm-hmm. Our rhythm was, was being in church. Um, a lot of years, um, anytime children's <laughs> activities yeah. were there, we were there. And yeah, so those weekly rhythms of church. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, this was a question that I was asking myself, like when this whole pandemic thing kicked off, um, because I knew that um, I wanted to be a little bit more structured um, in rhythms that I had with my kids. And it's one of the reasons that we started the five here mm-hmm. at New Hope was because I wanted it. Um, so I know I'm thinking of other families, but I, mm-hmm. th- th- I'm a little selfish that way. But just like I wanted, I knew I wanted something that I could do every morning with my kids and I, I, I needed to not be thinking about it first thing in the morning. It needed to be something that I could just do. Um, and so I was like, I bet there's a lot of families in that same place who would take the next step of doing family devotions with their kids if it was easy and just like in front of them. So, mm-hmm. so that was, that was one of the rhythms that I, I was like, let's turn this on. Let's do this. That's why we, we, we text these videos out each day to the kids to, or to the families mm-hmm. to do these devotions. And then the other one was kind of, um, kind of also a response to that where, um, I wanted kids, my kids to see me reading my Bible because mm-hmm. I'm doing it, but I'm doing it at work or I'm doing it late at night. And I just, I, 
I wanted them to know that I value the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so um, we started just, I, I would just read to them while they're eating breakfast. And it, you know, I don't know how much of it they're processing because, you know, they're goofing around and telling stories. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I just wanted them. And, and what was really cool was when they, uh, you know, I would miss a day or I wouldn't bring it out. And they're like, when are you going to read Mm, this morning and and so it's little things like that and i i don't think um i don't like it's not a huge history thing but like little things you could be doing be thinking about those like what are what are some little things that you could be adding what's the next step for your family Mm -hmm. not trying to win it all but you know and leroy i think one of the hardest things about parenting was that just when you got in a rhythm uh things would change because, (laughs) you know, they were (laughs) toddlers and then all of a sudden they're in kindergarten. So things just, so being flexible enough to change it up and still keep a rhythm. Like I shared earlier with you guys, when our kids really got involved in sports and started missing more youth group Mm -hmm. than we would have liked them to, Fred made the commitment to weekly do a Bible study with each of them. So so awesome. Yeah. Just different ways uh, work for Mm -hmm. different phases. Which, and that works on two levels, right? Like they're getting personal time with their dad, plus he's showing them what's important to his heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully it's connecting with their lives in some way. Those are all, that's just like a huge win all the way around. I also want to put this in context with what we talked about last month, Mm -hmm. right? As we, we have this dream for how, how is our faith journey for our kids going to progress and develop? And as we're thinking about those, like what are the, what are the rhythms that we can put in place, right? What are the rhythms we can put in place now that would feed that, that may um, give uh, give water and fertilizer to those seeds, right? It, that we maybe identified or we're, we're dreaming. We ta- our families talked about being able to express our faith. So that's not going to happen unless they hear us talking about our faith. They're like they need all of that modeled in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, and so those are... Those are little things you can be thinking about. Yeah. Well, I just, that made me think back to when you asked at the beginning, uh, you know, what are your values? And I would say that one of our values has always been conversation and yeah. dialogue. Yeah. And for our children to be able to to talk honestly about their questions and what they really think about maybe what they heard about church or even about our own faith journeys. So that's a high value for us. Mm, mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we keep... Uh, I hope feeding faith and thoughts around a walk with Jesus is through open and honest dialogue that does not guilt and that does not shame, but right. gives freedom to think and, and discuss. Yeah. That's been really helpful and important in our family. I know. I know Mike mentioned that was a, one of his like forecasting for his kids is he wanted them to have a faith that had been thought out and mm. had been discussed and they can't do that by themselves really. Right. Um, and it, it could happen in a vacuum. Um, but not, not at all the way you would want it to probably. So moving on to our next question is, uh, and this, and this is something that I started thinking about next is like, Oh, this, I want this for my family. So what are your personal rhythms? Um, personally, how are you cultivating your own faith? And then I'm going to, I, just so you know, we're going to, the second part of that question is, do your kids know, right? Like, are your kids seeing Mm -hmm. that or how can you share that with your kids? Um, do you have an example of, um, sharing, um, maybe, maybe Nathan, why don't you stop? Do you have, how, how do you share your faith with your youth group kids? Yeah. Well, I think, I think just the biggest thing 
right now at least is we do a fairly nerdy bible study mm-hmm. on monday nights uh and i like the bible quite a bit and i read the bible quite a bit and i get very excited about the bible mm-hmm. and so i think that that i don't know it's one of those things where when you first start like actively getting into scripture it's daunting and overwhelming and like intimidating mm-hmm. uh and but as you get into it and you start i don't know learning how to engage with it well like it becomes an exciting thing and just being able to display that excitement to my students and like actually loving doing this thing mm-hmm. uh has really i don't know rubbed off on some of them and they get excited about noticing things in the bible and reading their bible and that's just super cool so no i i'm so thankful for that Mm -hmm. like i i love your passion for scripture and that that bible study i was super excited that you were launching it Mm -hmm. and um because i want my daughter to to experience that everywhere she goes Mm -hmm. and and if you asked my wife um and myself like big influencers in Mm -hmm. our past it was some youth group individuals mm-hmm. who had a super passion for scripture. There's one guy mm-hmm. who pops into my head and we still um, have been in contact with him over the years. Cause he was mm-hmm. just like that man knew scripture and mm-hmm. shared it and, and loved it. And it's contagious. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's super awesome. Uh, and I, I think, can I just jumping, continuing in okay. that, just talking about open and honest dialogue. I think that modeling the complexity that exists mm-hmm. within scripture and the complexity that exists within the Christian faith mm-hmm. of, I mean, at the right time, like there are times where you don't want to make Christianity overly complex, but like as your children get older and get to middle school, high school age, starting to, I don't know, introduce complexity mm-hmm. so that you have some more control over that uh, and have right. some control over that conversation. It doesn't happen for the first time freshman year of college in some <laughs> right. classroom. By themselves like, in a dorm. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. So, so introducing that and modeling that it's okay to have these difficult questions mm-hmm. and to not understand, uh, yeah, I think is very valuable. Yeah. yeah, and that probably is where a lot of fear lies for for parents like mm-hmm. we we titled this faith and hard questions because those go together mm-hmm. right like our faith is is tested and um is under a lot of pressure and mm-hmm. heat throughout life um and i i, I totally agree with you nathan mm-hmm. like being able to set the table for that and yeah. and say you know that's welcome here mm-hmm. um and and not only that but I struggle with that. And that's not that's not for every age group because mm-hmm. a lot of kids wouldn't be able to process that. Yeah. But it definitely, you know, when they get to mm-hmm. your your yeah. age group, Nathan, Getting where you're dealing with those thinking and all and, that. And um yeah. like if if that conversation is not helping happening with parents, then you're really counting mm-hmm. on everybody else to have mm-hmm. that conversation with them. Yeah. And that's exactly I don't, you know, personally, I, I want my kids to to know my faith and to know my weakness mm. so that they can see how God has changed me over time and mm-hmm. that that can feed mm-hmm. into their, their faith mm-hmm. story for sure. Yeah. And I think we rely on that a lot, just the steadiness of our own. They know our life story. They know the struggles that we've walked. They, they know how important faith has right. been in those key moments. Uh, that doesn't mean, you know, our sons are in, in a place where they are questioning a lot of things Mm-hmm. Uh, partly, I think, is part of that is being biracial. 
and you know the race tensions in our society and some of the things they're listening to and reading and they read broadly Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. but that you know one of the hard questions right now for them is you know is christianity a white man's religion Mm. oh man and so this is these are big questions and i think we can panic and think oh my (laughs) word i so i think it's from a good place i like to claim that it is i so want the richness and uh, love of God in their lives, and I want them to walk this journey and to be in church and fellowship. Mm-hmm. So letting go and releasing is so important right now because mm-hmm. I cannot, we cannot. I I love what your your approach is so purposefully, you know, instilling faith in our kids, Leroy. Mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative of that, and Nathan, the way you walk it out with mm-hmm. students. But there comes that place where we really open hands. There's we cannot control. And I had one of those moments just at Christmas Eve this year. The boys were over, the guys were over, and we had this wild two-hour conversation about everything from politics to uh, to faith to aliens, conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory pieces. You name it, we talked about it. And at the end, you know, I had this pattern of sending my boys a text every Mm -hmm. morning, practically with just trying to encourage them with scripture or maybe too long devotional. And I got (laughs) brave enough to ask, you know, how's that working for you? And one said, mom, I'm sorry. I just don't read them. And the other one says, wow, I feel guilty a lot. So that was, wasn't what I was going for. And in that moment, I started to feel that panic of, I'm not going to have any more input into Mm, their lives mm -hmm. spiritually in this way. And just the reassurance Mm. in that moment for me that God that what I realize is my hope for their salvation does not lie in them. Mm-hmm. It really lies in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can take pressure off of them. I don't need to try to you know, push it on them or manipulate them. Sure. Uh, I just need to... It was a freedom moment for me instead mm-hmm. of a panic moment, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I think... Uh, I think that's something we need to always remember as parents, mm-hmm. right? That the uh having grace like yeah as john is always saying he's mm-hmm. been quoted twice Dang. in this podcast wow. today i don't he i don't know how i feel about that. um but no having grace for our, ourselves um as mm-hmm. parents um because above all we want to encourage one another and yeah. we want to point each other towards the future but we can't do that if we're constantly living in regret or um or fear mm-hmm. right um, I, I think it's funny, like we, we're, we're talking about our kids' faith, but what we're really talking about is how, how is our faith mm-hmm. developing yeah. in such a way that we disciple well, mm-hmm. right? And if, we, um, if, we're going to, if we're going to want them to have good rhythms, then we're going to have to have some good rhythms. And, right. and like talking about these hard questions, I know, I know that sometimes we lean back or we pull away from those because we're not comfortable with it yeah. right it's something we haven't dealt with and i this is a really huge encouragement for you know all parents that we that we're looking for people and influencers in our lives that can um help us mm-hmm. develop those hard questions and deal with those hard questions mm-hmm. so that we can turn around and and not solve them not answer right. them all but we we've reconciled ourselves mm-hmm. to our faith in such a way that we can now help our children mm-hmm. um, reconcile that faith. That's yeah. um, 
Yeah, that's that's really huge, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's almost as if faith is a journey, yeah, right? <laughs> and and it's going to be a constant process, and 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 I think that was part of framing this whole three month thing mm-hmm. was that. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to just be living through this faith, but we want to be deliberate. Mm-hmm. We want to have our head up and thinking about, you know, how can we be developing ourselves and our children in this process? Um, so our last question is spiritual influencers. And I know you guys were talking about yeah. someone earlier. Um, tell us a little bit more about spiritual influencers. Saint and Aaron. <laughs> wow. Aaron Walton uh, mm-hmm. is who we were joking about a little bit because both Nathan and I uh, mm-hmm. know Aaron. Aaron Walton was on our staff for a number of years, a decade, and was uh, the youth pastor for our two boys. And they mm-hmm. still, to this day, yeah. make sure probably two or three times a year to have coffee with Aaron. They just do. At 23 and 25, they still seek him out. And That's so cool. he's been a, a definitely a spiritual influencer in their lives, uh, other, you know, couples, families that we raised our kids with purposefully, mm-hmm. uh, as a working mom, uh, the three families over the years that took care of our sons, you know, just gifts of God. And they're very different. You know, the homeschooling mm-hmm. family, just so rich in the word and their mm-hmm. lives. We love them. Uh, another family that my boys, uh, have kept lifelong relationships with Two of the boys that they wrote, grew up with, uh, their family, we count, and he was a youth pastor at the time when my kids were little. Right. So that family, we, yeah, we really looked for family relationships. Uh, God placed us with fabulous neighbors twice in our journey that were uh, faith influential mm-hmm. to to our kids' journeys, mm-hmm. too. And then books. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about, it's not just the people. And I would say grandparents. Oh, my word, grandparents in our kids' yeah. lives are, yeah. you know, been influential mm. and mentors to them right. too but books mm-hmm. uh, lord of the rings harry yeah. potter different books that we've journeyed with them through mm-hmm. um yeah have yeah have really stuck yeah. in our kids' hearts the messages in those right Oh, I mean, I was just going to talk for a half hour about how great Aaron Walton is. <laughs> so, well, I, I can join you. We can make it an yeah, hour long conversation. Yeah. I need to meet this guy. Yeah. I don't know. He, yeah. I mean, I had a youth pastor in my life mm. that was super huge so and influential. He, he mm-hmm. took an active mentor role. And I think my parents were very deliberate in setting that up and making that happen. I mean, they could have shut it mm-hmm. down, obviously. And I think more, more and more as I've like looked at this question, it, it comes to like not only – not only are we surrounding our kids, but like, are we, are we utilizing those people well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, are we having conversations with them about how we hope that they will influence our kids? You know, like, like not just accidentally, but deliberately. Mm-hmm. Like, are we, and, and I think it's implied with youth pastors, but um, I, know, I know it's helpful for you know, parents like, my child is struggling here right mm-hmm. now. This is a question they have. Um, and they see you as an influence in their life, whether they, mm-hmm. they would say it or not. Um, how, you know, are, is that something that you can help with? Or, or I think in some of the literature I was looking at is like even picking people out. It's like, you know, who would be really good to help with this? I think this mm-hmm. is why we choose counselors because they're good at this type of counseling, right? Mm-hmm. We would, it's like, they need to see a counselor right now because their needs 
would be met better in that context. Mm -hmm. So like, are we doing that with our faith influencers in Mm -hmm. our life? It's like, Mm -hmm. man, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that my mother-in-law is praise and Mm -hmm. is a great, and my mother is just a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. So if I want my kids to understand prayer and Mm -hmm. like, am I, am I utilizing those people in their lives? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, I would love it if you spoke into their life about prayer because Mm -hmm. I know it's a big deal in your life. Um, yeah, I can't say that I've done that that well, but this Mm -hmm. is what I was thinking about. I was like, oh, that would be really cool if I was more active Mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. Well, I think getting into like just seeing like, oh, this person's good at prayer. Like I want them to speak Mm -hmm. into my kid's prayer life. It doesn't even have to be like an intentional sermon instruction. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Like we talk about how. I don't know, kids and just people in general become sort of an average of the five people they spend the most time with. Mm. And so, like, just have them hang out together, right? Mm, like, yeah. And some of yeah. that's just going to, yeah, be an influence on the A kids. Ru- rub off yeah. on them and be yeah. around it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. I think that's that's great. And I think mm-hmm. um, we don't want to – I think that can help us to – like, we don't want to carry the whole thing on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And certainly – if we've learned anything about teenagers is at some point outside influences take a great deal yeah. of impact on their lives. Which is scary, but good. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it shouldn't always be. It's the natural progression yeah, of things. They should sure. be moving outside the house, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's yeah. so something to be thinking about mm-hmm. um, just those, those questions. And, um, and hopefully you'll be uh talking or thinking about those between now and our zoom on the uh oh i didn't check the date but it's the last thursday of the month um and it's in the it's in the email and such but uh we we want to talk more with all of you guys about some of the rhythms you've um done some of the ways influencers have been active in your family's life and your kids faith walk Mm -hmm. um we want to hear more about how you show value um for for God in your family's life, those are mm-hmm. those are great conversation, and I know we really enjoyed the last one we had. Mm-hmm. Um, those families were so thoughtful and had some really um, great insight. So we want to share that with you. So um, if you're not signed up for that, uh, please do. You can go to uh, the events page mm-hmm. on um, on the New Hope website, and you can uh, you know sign up for that, and we'll get you a Zoom link, and and you can take part in this whole thing. Yeah, and that, um, that gathering is on February 25th. February 25th. Yes, yes. It's a Thursday at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. We're trying to do it in the evening, so maybe your kids are in bed. We'd like to believe that. <laughs> uh, um, also, we have some resources. Uh, this month, we have a phase guide, mm-hmm. um, conversation guide, um, that just talks about some ways that you can talk about faith with your kids. So we encourage you to look at that. It's uh, it's lengthy, and it's, it's age-appropriate, so it's broken up into like three or four different parts and talks about um, how you can have that conversation at that period or phase mm-hmm. of their life. Um, and then uh, lastly, we want you to know that as you're thinking about uh, ways that you can insert some new rhythms or insert some influencers, we think about that a lot here at New Hope. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we definitely want to help you. 
um, and so that you can be successful or, or take next steps above mm-hmm. all. Um, and so I know that like in kids ministry, I, I mentioned the five before, and that's really um, to try to uh, push into your life and give you some easy inroads for both devotions with your family and um, rhythms to talk about faith things. Um, so you can read uh, more about the five all over our website, um, but you can also register for it. It's free. Um, it comes mm-hmm. with a lot of perks. I'm trying to sell it here. Um, but I just want to uh, encourage you if you're in that age range um, that we, uh, we we can support you that way. And Nathan, um, what's going on with students? That can yeah, be I mean, lots of things are in transition right now. In sure. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just other plug we have in-person services starting on the 14th of this month so yeah. if you haven't registered for that and you're comfortable meeting in person i encourage you that way mm-hmm. uh, and with that some student ministry shifts are likely going to happen but i can't quite announce those yet uh, <laughs> but presently uh, we have a, a bible study that takes place on monday nights from 6 30 to 8 p.m and like i alluded to that's fairly nerdy uh yeah but it's a good time mm-hmm. um and then we also have a study hall that we offer on friday nights sort of wanting to give students one an opportunity to just be around other students um and we keep it socially distanced yeah. and masked in and all real that. life though yeah, it's pretty right? swell just, yeah just being around them and around us maybe you just want them out of the house <laughs> or they just want to be out of the house yeah. that's okay too um and just also wanting to care for them holistically as the church if they need help with schoolwork or anything like that being able to provide that so mm-hmm. those are our two biggest offerings right now yeah yeah, yeah everything's in change here at new hope yeah, if right? you haven't gathered yeah. that by now if you if you listen to this or watch this in two weeks that might all be different. <laughs> yeah, it's like the pandemic wasn't enough, right? We just thought yeah, we'd throw in a merger into the mix of it. Just merger, yeah. uh, reopening services now. Yeah. Lots of good yeah. things happening. All that to say, keep track of the website and your emails to mm-hmm. know what's going on yeah. in student ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, yeah, just thanks for listening, and uh, we hope to see you at the Zoom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Denise, thank you for being here yeah. and just oh, talking about your family because it's pretty awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. All right. We will see you again next month.